this glorious mess. Hello and welcome to this glorious mess. It's the podcast for parents who've had heated debates about bunny ears versus loop, swoop and pull. Now that's something that's actually happening in my house at the minute because Matilda's learning to tie her shoes. Kids learn that later these days because it's all Velcro, Velcro, Velcro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying like, to remember. I barely no, remember that. I can't, I can't remember it, but I do remember the Velcro shoes, and I do remember a snobbery, right? An inverse snobbery of laces versus Velcro. And if yeah. you could tie your laces, you were better than a Velcro person. Yeah. Well, Matilda said to me this morning, I tied my shoes yesterday, Mummy. I did bunny ears. So there you go. Right. So bunny ears around the hole. You d- yeah. do the thing you know, through, the, through the hole. Bunny through ears the for the win. Yeah. For the win. <laughs> Bunny ears for the win. So she did it. So that's good. Oh. It's another day, another, another bunny tiny, triumph. <laughs> another tiny triumph. I'm Holly Wainwright. I work at Mamma Mia and I have two kids. I have Matilda, who is seven, who's just learned to tie her shoes, and Billy, who is five. <laughs> I'm Andrew Daddo. I've got an 18-year-old. Came in very late last night. Yes, he did. A whole different kind of milestones in that house. Yes, because school's back on, and you sort of go, listen, but he's 18, with a 16 year old and a 13 year old, two girls, and they can all tie their own shoes. I don't remember when it happened. It's funny though, Felix's first words, first word was shoes. 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 Bibby said that 16 year old the other day, she said, what was my first word? I went, no idea. No, sorry. And she went, Daddy. She didn't even call me Daddy, actually. She's gone. How could you not know? But you forget, don't you? You do. You do forget. Coming up today, if you're tearing your hair out trying to reach the bottom of your laundry basket, cook a healthy meal for dinner and keep your kids occupied so they don't murder each other, you might need a nanager. A nanager. It's a new word. With an N. And I'm I'm loving this new word, nanager. We're going to find out what a nanager is later on. There's a family-friendly cafe in the US where there's definitely no nanager because your coffee might come served with a side of baby poo. Would you eat there? I think my, I think I know my answer to that question. Plus, why you need to ban phrases like "Aren't you a little cutie?" when you're talking to little girls? But first, a little bit of correspondence. Now, this one comes from Christy, who sent us quite a few questions, and we've decided to tackle them one at a time. This one is interesting. She says that she recently, she said, I'm generally a very open person, but a recent conversation with my husband has me questioning a few things about the privacy of our kids that I would like some advice on. I recently posted on Facebook a link to an ADHD podcast that I discovered, and I tagged two friends with some details why I thought of them. In doing so, my husband feels I've breached the privacy of our son and also their children, that people may prejudge our kids with having such a condition prior to meeting them for themselves. My view is that firstly, the friends I tagged openly discuss the issues we face and have also tagged me in similar posts. And another thing is I'm trying to achieve is to take the taboo away from the topic and actually allow conversation to happen and not behind closed doors. Was this wrong of me? So this is really interesting because... When you post something on Facebook, obviously you're sharing something about yourself, but if you tag in your friends, you're immediately referring to the fact that this is relevant to them too. Yeah. So I guess what Christy's husband is saying is that you've outed, you know, you've outed your friends in the world as having children who have ADHD. And what Christy is saying is, well, that's nothing to be ashamed of or to be private about. What do you think about that, Andrew? Hang on, I just can you just clear this up? So she's so you're saying she's outed the friend. So I thought it was interesting because it went, hang on, so she's tagged the friend saying, you should read this because I think your children have ADHD. No, no, she, they she's do. She's not saying they she's do. Sa- yeah, because she's right. saying, 
these are friends I uh, we openly discuss the issues yeah. we face. It's a public post, and yeah. she's saying so. Jenny and Debbie, here's you for you as well because you've got kids with ADHD. Yeah, and, and right. the husband's yeah. going so now everyone knows as if it's a bad thing. Yes. Exactly. As if it's not an ideal thing. So basically the husband's saying, you've just told the world, yeah. all of your Facebook followers, that Betty and June's children are possi- either struggle, either possibly have or have, or Cusping. that you guys have been talking about them having ADHD. Yeah. And maybe they don't want everyone to know. Yeah, that's that seems fair enough. Maybe they don't. But then as she says, mate, well, it's sort of for them to come out and say, well, I've got kids with ADHD when they're ready. Is it? I mean, it's, is it that sort of a thing, ADHD? Is it a shame? Well, no, it shouldn't be a shame. I no. mean, the, I guess the question is more, is it your right to do that? Like, have you got... It's just the same as if somebody went, like, look at this amazing giant bottle of wine, Holly Wainwright, <laughs> tag me in, yeah. and that's immediately telling the world so Holly likes wine, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. I mean, I'm not saying it's the same thing that there's... Any, you know, but what no. I mean is... That, but I'm just trying to point out the... You know what I mean? They're telling the world something about you, yeah. right? And so her husband is saying... You shouldn't do that. You're oversharing. You're oversharing somebody else's information. Yeah, and also our information as well, I think he's saying, too. Saying, I don't necessarily want you talking about our kids that way. It's interesting because in couples there are so many things to fight about and one of the new things to fight about is how you feel about social media. Mm. You know, like, do you feel like, you know, if one of you is very private and one of you is very public, like... That's an that's an issue. Yeah, and also when you as with your children when they get older, if you put a picture of them, you've got to have them approve the picture first before yeah. you can. Yeah, well, so I didn't like that. <laughs> Dad, oh. <George> Jesus, <laughs> Andrew, there are so many things to fight about these days. Oh, there are, and there may be too many things, but uh, you know, that's this seems like a fair point on both sides. If she's if the other t- that the mum would know that the other two ladies would be happy to talk about it. So she knows – you've got to make an assumption that she knows her friends quite well. And then maybe you've got a husband probably who might be like me who doesn't possibly understand social media as much as he should. Hmm. And he's going, don't, you know. Don't not do like that. walking into a barbecue going, oh, you know, this is Steve and this is Kevin. Yeah, no, nah, kid's got ADHD. You got, an you got one? You got one too? Oh, fantastic. Or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So maybe it's a bit of old school versus new school. I think so. Good luck, Christy. Good mm. luck. <laughs> it's a complica- It's complicated either way. And I think there's more to Christy's story than just this. Yes, there is. Dad, you're not cool. Okay, we need to talk about... <laughs> I don't want to say the word, but we need to talk about this story that's really interesting. That got, Well, one of those stories that's been picked up and gone viral. It all started when a popular family brunch spot in America, in Tennessee, it's called Imagine Vegan Cafe, which probably tells you quite a lot about it. It got one hell of a Google review and it refused to apologise for it. Can I do the review? You do it. I want to do the re- review because it's not going to... If you do the review, you'll go, you know, on the reel... I eat here all the time, right? I know that's not quite your accent, but she's in Tennessee, right? So it's called the Imagine Vegan Cafe. So they're already living up to expectation by saying, we're vegan yep. before you even get there. Yep. And then, so Chelsea Bartley says, on the real, I eat here all the time. Because it's, it's Tennessee. How's it going? Yeah, it's, yeah, Thanks yeah, a lot. it's uh, Andrew's, Andrew's epic I still, I still probably will because I like to go out and there are a few options available to me. But y'all listen. And it says, y'all, during my visit, a bare butt naked baby was running around, stood up on a table with its back there, so dirty feet bent over to show me its ass. 
No, it's butthole. It's because <laughs> it was over the page. Been over to show me it's butthole. I wish I was exaggerating. This is like I'm eating. And it's the owner's kids. An older kid came over and started like yodeling and staring at me during my meal. I was so uncomfortable. Like, I get it's a family establishment and kids do weird things, but naked baby was running around for like 15 minutes while all the workers started and just staring at it and standing there and sighing and talking and laughing about it. Chelsea should have known that she was getting what she was getting herself in for when she posted that remarkable review, very well, beautifully portrayed then by Thanks. Andrew Dado. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if it was a bit more relaxed than that. You think? I think it was probably a bit more relaxed. Perhaps. But it is an interesting thing, isn't it? So you go to a cafe and there's the owner's kids, naked, running around, and you are trying to eat. And like, I'm sure there's nothing wrong with a three-year-old butthole staring at you, because you'd probably <laughs> well, I don't go. Know. Well, no. <laughs> The thing that's interesting about this is so, I mean, these things blow up. Someone puts up a review on Facebook, boom, goes crazy, right? But the owners at the cafe, rather than being embarrassed or apologizing or anything, 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 instead, <laughs> they came out and said, whatever. Like, this is what happens in our cafe. Our children run around. And then they, at the bottom of their menu, they have this disclaimer that tells you everything you need to know about whether or not you're going to um, eat in this cafe. It says, please understand that we are family owned and operated. The antithesis of a cookie cutter chain. So you may what so your experience may vary from visit to visit. Sometimes you may not have to wait long. Sometimes it may take an hour. Sometimes there may be children running around your table singing. Sometimes you will have a nice quiet experience please leave your expectations at the door wow right every business should have that yeah sometimes we're going to bring your food sometimes yeah. we're not so- <laughs> sorry I, I wouldn't mind a plumber with that or a builder with that sort of disclaimer as well i know some days your building will last and some days it will not and so i guess if they're happy if they've already warned that there are going to be naked kids running around and maybe one of them might be bending over and showing you their bomb like i don't know i think i might be going somewhere else yeah but it's vegan <laughs> i'm not saying that's a you know an expectation at least you know it's going to be a vegan bumhole looking at you. <laughs> that makes a big difference. I think um, one of the things about when you're a parent yourself and you want to take little kids to a cafe, then this kind of cafe would be great because you'd know that your kids could run around yeah. and make a mess and no one's going to care. But if you're not in that frame of mind, then this is possibly not. What if the you place like you know looking for somewhere? So you know you're you're working on your book, you're doing your final edit, you know. And this is you, right? And it's very important. You know, I'm just going to go. I just need five minutes. I'm going to go to a cafe. I'm in Tennessee. And there you are and end up at <laughs> Butthole, Butthole Cafe. cafe. <laughs> I know. Oh. You'd ring your publisher and go, I've got a new chapter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got a new chapter. Hey, by the way, just on your book, my wife's reading your book at the moment and loves it. That's so exciting. Loves it. Everyone who's listening, this book is released in six weeks. You will be hearing some more about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jackie's reading an early copy because obviously I gave one yeah. to Andrew and I was like, this isn't the final final, but, you know, no, tell me good. what Jackie thinks. Yeah. And I'm glad she likes no, it. No, no, she really likes it. Yeah, I'll be, you You will all be hearing more about this. She's a bit surprised. People. Is she? Yeah, a bit surprised. <laughs> Didn't know Holly was, you know what, there's been a couple of things. And in fact, there was one line. She goes, hey, this is your line. I really? said, yes. <gasps> Are you? suggesting that I'm ripping no, off no, their work. No, not at all. No, no. no. What it is, she's gone. She goes, that's what you say. It's because, oh, no. and of course, by osmosis and association, and when you're writing, you go, you hear something, you go, oh, write it down. That's we true. talked about this last week on the podcast, right, with um, 
uh, one of the mums and she gives oh, her yes, children yes. lectures. And so it's by osmosis. You think your kids aren't listening, but they hear things. Mm-hmm. So when you're, I'm sure that when you're writing in the process of doing that, you hear things and they just go into your head. And then when you're trying to get them onto the page, they come out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure. Anyway, short thing is, loves it. <laughs> it's coming your way soon, oh, it's people. It's exciting. It's very exciting. Why aren't you like all the other mums? Okay, on to something different. Oh, aren't you adorable? This is a gorgeous dress. Your hair is so pretty. We all say these things to little girls all the time. But should we be teaching them they're worth more than their appearance? Now, it's easy to default to these comments, but we don't do it to boys anywhere near as much. Instead, we ask them about their interests. So, for example, we might say to a little girl, aren't you gorgeous? But we'll say to a little boy, what footy team do you follow? So we recently read this story that's uh, uh, Mamma Mia, we were talking about it, come up with some new conversation starters of what you should say to cute little girls that aren't all about the way they look. Now, first of all, I bet that you think this is nonsense, don't you, Andrew? No, 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 I did. I did think it was nonsense until it was pointed out to me by my wife. See, she's smarter than me. She's so smart. I'm actually a really crap parent and I just parrot her. (laughs) She's so smart with excellent taste. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So she said, don't, you know, don't talk about, you say you look, you know, my beautiful, you know, they want to be more than that. They want to be, they may well be beautiful, but they want to be clever or smart or intelligent or interesting. And, you know, because if they're not beautiful, then then they'll think they've got nothing going on. And also, so I don't think it's stupid. <laughs> also, I did think it was stupid. The thing is also that's a good point to make about this is even if you're not like me, who's all like, I want to be a feminist, I want to raise a feminist child. Yes. If the thing is, is that there's already enough around our kids, our little girls all the time that tells them that being beautiful is really important. Like that's everywhere from the princesses that they see on their Disney yeah. shows to the Barbies they play with to the advertising around them, all that stuff. So they don't really need that reinforced from us too. They need us to be valuing them from other things. So this is really good. But I'd like you to imagine, I'm just going to try and imagine saying this to any of Matilda's friends. They're, they're all about six and seven. I'll be them. Have you read any good books lately? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what are you learning about at school? Don't know. <laughs> Do you like music? What's your favourite song? Yeah. Like, what did you do on the weekend? Taylor Swift is yeah. the answer to that Taylor. question. Is it? Which one? Uh, Matilda, at the minute, she loves a Taylor Swift song called Starlight. Ooh. We were dancing, dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. She's always singing that one. There's often the tears about the, my mum's song, you know, the, you know, the song about... It's <laughs> Taylor Swift, all the kind of levels. Anyway, oh, what did you do on the weekend? Yeah. Have you been on any adventures lately? Yeah, tell me about your family. So the, part of the trick is um, not yes, no questions. So tell me about your family. Well, I've got this and this and this. So they have to answer. Yeah. I think it's really hard when you're confronted with a really cute kid of either gender not to just go, oh, my God, you're so cute. Oh, but, what, when, but, but this is the thing. What about if they are? Well, that's like, fine. What about, but... And what if they are gorgeous? Like There are some little kids you look at and you just go, oh, my God. You know, I would gobble I you know. up. But it's like, I think they probably already know that. I, it's interesting because one of my good friends, her daughter, who's now about 13, but when she was about eight, and she, oh my God, she's gorgeous. And she's also very vivacious and smart and all those things. But my friend Miranda actually said to me and her other like close girlfriends who are around, you need to stop telling Thea that she's beautiful mm. because it's all she hears all the time is like, oh my God, you're beautiful. And it's going to her head and it's all she thinks about. And we know, let's try, let's talk about something else. Yeah. And so we all like deliberately stopped 
complimenting her daughter on the way she looked. And it was actually interesting to realise how much she did it. Right. But then, you know what, I do it to Billy all the time, and he's yeah. a boy, because he's got all this gorgeous hair, yes. and he's just so freaking cute. And I'm always just saying to him, oh, my God, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah. And he's my kid. Exactly. But why can't you be? You can love your kids for the way they look. I Someone know. has to. That's true. <laughs> so I'm what like, do you do with this girl, Thea? Hello, Thea. Can you spell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is, if I was going to spell mathematics, how would I spell it? <laughs> oh, well, at least you're good looking. Oh. No, see, it's terrible. If you have any tips for ways to talk to young yeah. girls that aren't all about the way they look, please tell us. You can always send us an email on tg at tgm at mamamia.com.au or you can call us on our pod phone, which is 028399. No, 028999- <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that right in a minute. Far out. Here we go. Which is, or you can call us on our pod phone on 9386. You can tell we're not number people, Andrew, because mm. we never remember that. We're word people. If you're a working parent, the idea of getting home to a clean house, happy kids and a hot, nutritious meal on the table probably seems like a bit of a fairy tale. But if you're looking for Mary Poppins to come in and make over your home life, Lauren Brown might just be the answer to your prayers. <laughs> Lauren combined her work as a nanny with her home management skills to come up with a new job title, which I am obsessed with. It is Nanager which I think is a cross between a nanny and a manager, but Lauren can tell us that. She is the chief manager at a new agency that gets managers to families in Sydney and Melbourne, and she is going to tell us what the heck a manager is. Hello, Lauren. How are you? G'day, Lauren. Hello. I'm really well. How are you? We're good. So what's a manager? So a manager is a cross between a house manager and a nanny. But in, I guess, a longer version, uh, a manager is a professional educator who helps out with the small chores around the home so that we can support working families to have a happy home life alongside a healthy career. Ah. Now, how is a manager different from a nanny? Uh, Well, honestly, I find that there's quite a few agencies in Australia who directly specify that nannies are not to extend their services to the home. Right, so they're, so, so they're not, for example, because I, I haven't had a nanny, so if you if you tell okay. me how it works, like, so if I got a nanny in and I said, would you be okay to um, do a load of washing or, um, I don't know, or sort out my, make the beds or whatever it is, is that not cool? Uh, look, I know a lot of girls who won't do it. In right. fact, when I became a nanny around four years ago, I was very surprised to find myself in the minority who would. Uh. And it just kind of became this constant battle of going into jobs, expecting higher pay because I was doing more. But, you know, having that education piece for families, I often shocked them. They were like, wait, you'll do what? And so for me, it was uh. about really reinventing the role for those of us because there are absolutely nannies right now out there in jobs doing this. But what we want to do is revolutionise it. So we are offered under a different title with a different concept behind it. So, so Lauren, so a nanny, because we haven't had a nanny either. That's too, why we're, we're too, so tired yeah, we're and wrinkly. Yeah. That's and, why Andrew and I are like shells of yeah, our former selves. I'm actually 23. <laughs> um, uh, so a nanny is like literally for the just the kids. So it's the looking after the kids during the day and feeding them and and... That, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Doing the kids' laundry, making sure, I guess, wherever they create mess, they clean it. But it really stops there for the oh. majority of services. And then a housekeeper is somebody who runs your house but doesn't look after your kids. Is that right? Yes, so that's then, correct. So a manager is a bit of both. 
Yes. Yeah. That's so, right. So Alice, Alice in the Brady Bunch was our own, was a housekeeper. Yeah, because, um, well, I guess that's another story because the kids were all older, but I'm sure she helped as well when the children were younger. I would probably well, I'm not sure Alice she did. <laughs> I'm not sure she was just too busy with Sam out the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she had distractions. Uh, Lauren, what are, some of the, what are some of the things that busy working parents really want to be able to ask somebody else to do to make their lives better? Honestly, the way that I, I explain it to the people that I work for and the people that I help is I want you to feel like you're in two places at once. Oh. So we want to create it so that while you've gone to work all day, while you've you know really focused on getting yourself ahead so that you can provide for your family, you come home and it's as though you've been at home all day too. Um, I like my parents to come home. They've got a clean house. The laundry's folded. The children are clean and happy, and all they can smell is dinner. Like when that experience happens, that's what. I, that's why I do what I do. Hang on, so Lauren, you, so you're come one, and move in with yeah, me. So you're one person doing that. So that's what the manager does. All those that's correct. things. Um, well, the thing that there's a magic to it, and obviously yes. I can't get anyone <laughs> to walk in. There's definitely a. a a, a certain type of person I look for to place as a manager. And I guess the, the best groups of people I find are childcare educators from childcare, mm. but also, you know, teachers as well. Like they've got that strong work ethic and those skills to multitask. First and foremost are the children. We never, ever take them off first priority. But children sleep and nap through the day. Children go to school and childcare through the day. We allocate hours to the housekeeping as well, even by providing the child with a fun activity where we can sit beside them and supervise and fold the clothes. Like, you never stop. It's a big job, and that's why we pay higher than nannies as well because it's it's a huge job to do, but it's incredibly rewarding, especially if you're in it for the right reason. Can I ask you, Lauren, just in your experience of being a nanny and now obviously having your own agency as a manager, what some parents, before they get a nanny or, or a housekeeper or an au pair or whatever, they're mm-hmm. worried that it will somehow undermine their role a little bit. Do you find, is that common? Do you find that mums in particular sometimes are a bit like, what if the kid likes them better mm. than me? <laughs> Definitely. In fact, I'm, um, I'm starting a range of parenting workshops because I want to, those feelings of guilt, anxiety, stress, and jealousy, sometimes resentment, are so natural for a mother because we are where they want to be sometimes. Mm. So I completely empathise with those emotions. But managers are professional, and not only that, but we offer a range of, like, communication tools, um, you know, communication diaries, photos throughout the day. We talk to the mum about where she wants to be involved throughout the day so that she doesn't have FOMO. She... She knows what her children are doing. And then at the end of the day, there's there's also an art to psyching the children up before mum and dad come home from work. Ah. Like, I can tell you, all day, the kids just want mum and dad. So, like, you know, we'll paint mum and dad a picture while they're not there. Because in the end, by going to work, you can provide for your family. And by having a manager, you can invest in that time when you are at home being a family, not having to deal with all the other stuff. Sounds like heaven. Thank you so much, Lauren, for telling us. I think, I think that manager is a great word. It's yeah. going to catch on. Yeah, it came to me in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, good. But it is a dream. <laughs> See, it, 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 it feels yeah. like a dream. So you can oh, find okay. out more about managers at manager.com.au. Thank you, Lauren. Good on you, Lauren. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And yeah, you, you too. Bye. Wow.
We've never had any help in our house. Maybe this is where we're going wrong. <laughs> it's just, she's a goer, isn't she? She really is. You she's know, you a- meet those people and you go, and they, oh, I'm doing this, and now I'm going to start a parenting workshop, and now I'm going to fold your washing, and you go, wow. I know. How? It's crazy. Good honour. Yeah, amazing. Oh, and my house isn't big enough. That's what I always think. It's like it, you need to have a big house to have help, right? Like if I had a manager in my house. Well, Excuse me. I guess I wouldn't be home. Excuse me. Yeah, you wouldn't be there. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, we anyway. haven't. I mean, mm. you know, we haven't. Jackie often talks, let's get a cleaning person. Well, we we did when the kids were younger. Now we sort of think, oh, Make the kids the cleaning people. Yeah, That's the don't. key they that you're don't. missing there. They don't. Mm. They don't. No, I know. Nor did I when I was young. Although we used to get paid if we did things. Sometimes clean the bathroom, that kind of stuff. Anyway, that's another conversation. <laughs> Next up is Nailed and Failed. But first, here is another podcast you might like, especially if you are pregnant or have just had a baby. You know the problem with mothers' groups? Ah, uh, the other mothers? Yes. If you've just had a baby and you don't want to hear about other people's kids, this is the podcast mother's group that you really need. Year One is a podcast all about your baby's first year of life. I'm Holly Wainwright. And I'm Christy Hayes. It's the mother's group that comes to you. The mother's group that you don't have to leave the house for. With everything from breastfeeding to milestones in a judgment-free environment, it's like getting your mother's group on demand. Year One is made possible by Philips Event and is coming soon to the Mamma Mia podcast network. And you can find us on Facebook at Year One with Baby. Subscribe on iTunes or the Mamma Mia podcast app. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay, Andrew, nailed and failed. My favourite bit of the week. What has been going on in your house this week? Well, right. uh, Some lessons you learn the hard way, like you know them in your heart. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Bibbs is doing it. She's driving on her L's. um, Is this your second child who's learnt to drive now? Yeah. And uh, so Jackie was in the front and I was in the back. And so she's doing the teaching. While Bibby's doing the driving, and then she gives me the phone and says, hey, can you tell us where to go? Because I'm going to concentrate on whatever driving skills. And then just couldn't couldn't help it, could I, in the back? Couldn't Backseat help it. driving. Couldn't help it. You know, Jack had said something, and I disagreed. So I, no, 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 don't do that. You do this. And I did it again. <laughs> I did it. Oh, and I no. did it again. I would imagine that teaching a kid to drive is very... Stressful. Pressure point for it is. blow-ups. It is. It is, the whole family was in the car. Even Felix is looking at me going... Stop it, Dad. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so how did it end? Badly. Like a <laughs> mother of all, oh my God, moments of hell on earth. Like you were just a terrible... And then I'm still going, you just don't stop it around a bit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so it was terrible. So I've now vowed never to speak again. Because <laughs> uh, I'm a nine-year-old. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I want when your kids do learn to drive. So Felix drives now. Yeah, I would just be terrified all the time. Driving mm. scares me more than anything. Yeah, it's funny. Well, you know, you do that. So look, just be careful. You know, so whatever. Last week, and the state of origin was on, and he was going out to watch it with some mates. And he said, "Just be careful. It's a rainy night, and, and don't drink." No, well, definitely. Well, that's a given. Mm. And. um but it was interesting. So, like, you know, we all know that. We know the thing about backseat driving, certainly backseat learner driving. But then, right, which is interesting, 
Jazzy, the younger one, she's doing some English thing and she's got to write some Midsummer Night's Dream essay. And so I'm helping her with it. And while I'm trying to help her with it, Jackie comes in with another idea, a new idea. And I went, just <laughs> hang on a second. Let's get this idea down first and then move to the. And then she comes in with, an, with another one. I went, you backseat driving. <laughs> nice. And she, <laughs> she goes, Shut up. You were backseat driving the driving <laughs> yeah, and she yeah. was backseat driving backseat the, the essay the, writing. Yeah, yeah. So, it was, it would, so we, all, we all do it. But mine was worse considerably. Fail. How'd you go? Uh, I also had a fail this oh, week. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a very selfish fail. I've been binge watching this TV show that oh, you... Which one? I don't know that you would like it, but I bet you've heard about it. The Handmaid's Tale. No, you haven't heard about it. <laughs> Is it, is it a, uh, like, sounds like a period sort of piece? Well, no, it's an ama- It's like this really dark, it's really heavy and dark and a bit scary, this show. And it's been, it's an American show based on a famous book by Margaret Atwood um, that was written in the 70s in this world where women are like, oh, it's, it's, a, oh, it's, it's amazing. You should watch it, except it will give you nightmares. Really? Anyway, I've been obsessed with it. Well, it might give Jackie and your daughters nightmares, not so much you. It's about women. Um, but anyway... I've been obsessed with this show and I'm trying to watch it whenever I can. When you've got two little kids, there's no time for binge watching. Like all my young colleagues, they just spend all their time watching TV. Like they'll come in on a Monday and they'll go, this weekend I watched the whole series of Orange is the New Black. I, I didn't do anything else. And I'm like, oh my God, I managed to watch two episodes and I thought I was winning. Anyway, I'm trying to watch Handmaid's Tale. And the other night I'm sitting there and I'm trying to watch it with Brent and I'm like, and the kids wouldn't, for some reason that night they would not sleep. Mm. And every two minutes they're coming in, like at the door. Sleep. And you know, at first you're like, okay, darling, I'll take you back to bed and I'll be patting your hair. And I'm like, oh, yes, don't pause worry. It. Brent, pause, it. Yeah, pause it. Pause it. Pause it. <laughs> and then I'm like, don't worry, darling, go back to sleep. It's fine. And then by the fifth time, you're like, I am getting angry. <laughs> and I'm like, just go to sleep. I need to watch this show. It's getting to a very important part. And then. Then they start crying. He shouted at me. <laughs> and, then, and then they definitely won't go yeah. to sleep. And, 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 and you go, I didn't, I was, it, look, I wasn't shouting. That's not shouting. <laughs> and so I managed to watch this show is like nearly an hour long. I watched what, it took me three hours to watch one episode. Oh, on and then I come into work the next day and the girls are like, are oh, you nearly up to date? And I'm like, let me tell you about <laughs> trying to watch television when you've got small children. So I feel like I failed because I was, putting my binge-watching needs ahead of my children. But also, the, they should just go to bed. You've got a partner. I know. Well, he wanted to watch it too. No, well, look. There's got to be winners. <laughs> it's got to be winners and losers. I'm like, this is my show. You, you yeah, go exactly. put the kids to bed. It's not for you. <laughs> this is my nightmare I'm watching. Oh, dear. Wow. Okay, that's all for this glorious mess today. You can buy any book mentioned on our podcast from iBooks at apple.co forward slash Mamma Mia, where you can also subscribe to all our other shows in one place. Give us a five-star review while you're there. Yeah, I've got a book to add, by the way. Yes. Yes, it's called First Day. It's oh, a one picture of your book. Books? Yep. And it just arrived, a new copy arrived, a new printing of it in the big book format. Uh-huh. Like it's like a metre big. It's really? A, yeah, it's or, no, three quarters of a metre squared. First day. It's about first day at school. Oh, I'm going to have to buy it because yeah. Billy's going to school next year. Yeah. 
It softens the blow. It's nice. Aww. Beautiful drawings. I'll, um, I'll buy that one, Andrew. I know how important it is to buy books <laughs> and not just ask your friends to give them to you for First free. day. If you want to share some feet. Hey, by the way, Father's Day is coming up as well. Oh, so there's another book called Daddy's Cheeky Monkey. <laughs> Look, it's all about the book plugs today. Sorry, everybody. Well, you know, jeez. <laughs> I know my book, your book. Yeah, well, what do you buy Father for Father's Day? You I, know, you want him empowered in the, right. in the thing. People, buy yeah. Andrew's book. Daddy's Cheeky Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and just sorry, we talked about the hashtag my normal life last week. Yes. You know, let's start this thing. Yep. So I did some research into it. Someone's doing it already. <laughs> and you know it. what? And they're not normal life photos, right? They've taken it the wrong way. They're doing beautiful pictures of food and stuff like that. No! Our normal life is messy. What about my messy life? Let's see if we can get that oh, up. Okay, good. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know, week. everybody. Radio, if you want to share some feedback or your photos or whatever, send us a topic. You can email us at tgm at mamamia.com.au or call the pod phone on 02 This show is produced by Rachel Wagner. The executive producer of podcasts at Mamma Mia is Monique Bowley and the head of entertainment is me, Holly Wainwright. See ya. Bye.